Good evening, and welcome to tonight's performance of How Do We Human. Please silence your cell phones, and before we get started, we do have some casting announcements. Tonight, the role of Paul F. Tompkins will be played by Chris Binning. And the role of Sam Elliott will be played by Evan Cox. Tonight we're going to be talking about performing. Ha ha! Uh, this is the podcast that is about all those weird and uncomfortable micro moments in life. And if you have never performed, then you are missing out on a myriad of uncomfortable micro moments. But before we get to that main top, oh. Evan, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm uh, yeah, doing doing some. Uh, I don't know, some life changes. Who isn't? You know, quarantine time, everything's changing, everything's weird, everything's the same all the time. Uh, but I, this isn't even the story I was going to tell, but now I'm telling this story instead. Whoa, uh, watch <laughs> out. We've got a wild card. So, uh, you know, hey, we've been, I've been a little quarantine baby. I, I, I'm at home all the time. And I work, I'm, in essence, at this point, my job's an office job, except my office is my home, and I just sit at the computer all day. And Valentine's Day happened recently. Uh, as we know, congratulations, Brad Pitt, the new king of Valentine's Day. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> On Valentine's Day, you know, candy will happen. My girlfriend and I decided to make a cookie cake. Uh, it was fucking delicious but the other side of it was we were like hey it'd be kind of fun if we like dressed up a little bit and you know i was joked and ended up doing it because it was funny i was like i'm gonna wear like a shirt and tie and sweatpants and i did but you know this the uh not quite suit jacket kind of sports jacket suit jacket that i wore in our photos we took for the ghosts episode <laughs> yes i do i tried putting that on not only does it just like not button anymore it doesn't come close to button <laughs> <laughs> at all uh and it broke my fucking heart <laughs> and got me to buy a scale and i'm like okay I have put on some pounds in quarantine, and I'm going to work on that. I'm trying trying out this uh, intermittent fasting lifestyle. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'll keep the pot updated. That could be exciting. Yeah, please uh, do. I also recently bought a scale. <laughs> <laughs> How's yours going? <laughs> um, you know, I haven't really tried to make much headway on on losing pounds yeah. but i definitely noticed that i have gained them and i used to like wear jeans all the time and now i am all about those sweatpants yeah aren't we all so one time uh, maybe a couple weeks ago i had to put on jeans for something and ooh, it's tight yeah and that was the other thing i had bought because normally if I'm buying pants, I'll go to a store and try them on. I'm not fucking doing that right now. <laughs> so I thought I needed some new pants and I got some shorts and just in the size. I got them from the same place and I got them at the size I always get. <laughs> and they were like nowhere near fitting me. And my brain was like, 
well, clearly this <laughs> this website, their sizing is different. So I was like, nah, maybe my sizing is different than it used to be. Uh, so, hey, that's something to work on. I'm going to improve myself. I, I got to get rid of this tum-tum because -tum, uh, I don't like it anymore. I used to love it. I'm like, oh, I love your tum-tum. <laughs> oh, you loved that tum-tum. <laughs> Uh, but we'll see. It would take us forever to start recording because you'd always just be talking about how much you love that tum tum. Give her little kisses. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. Uh, while you were telling that story, I just got a phone call, and Ooh. you know, normally I get a lot of scam calls, scam likely, but this one said small animal clinic, and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. I, uh, I don't want to interrupt your story, but I also recently, not that, but got like a weird, like, I, I don't know. It was like phones got the technology where they're like, oh, this is spam. And I'm like, awesome. And now it's just like making wild guesses. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, Somewhere in Connecticut, we think it's a, like a guy with a mustache. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I hope they leave a message because I'm very curious as to why a small animal clinic is contacting me because <laughs> I'm sure that they're not trying to find out my car's warranty like every single other phone call I get. <laughs> well, and also <laughs> certainly they of all people must know that you're exclusively a big animal clinic. Person. Oh, I'm a big animal <laughs> clinic guy. <laughs> Big animals only. Uh, Chris Exotic. To, uh, hell yeah. What I was going to uh, talk about, though, is our favorite place, the grocery store. Yes. I recently uh, had to go into a grocery store closer to work uh, mm. on my way home. And I went in there. It's a Ralph's. Just like hey. the Ralph's by my apartment. Except it's not just like the ralph's by my apartment what? it's considerably nicer ah. i went into like a bougie ralph's on nice. accident <laughs> and now i feel like i can't go back uh <laughs> can't go back to the bougie one or can't go back to the old one to the old one okay i'm a bougie boy now you're a bougie boy but i you bougie bougie boy <laughs> <laughs> but i had because i was on my way home from work I had to go in there with my uniform on. Right. My uniform, it's like a button-down shirt and uh, some slacks. And so it looks a little nicer than your regular grocery yeah. store customer. Oh, yeah. The employees in this Ralph's <laughs> were so nice to me. And I think <laughs> it's because they thought I was from some, like, head office. Because they were <laughs> overly helpful to me and not to anyone else in the vicinity that's a even though i was clearly picking out like three specific things i needed <laughs> they're like oh do you need help finding anything oh well uh, if you're looking for this it's right over here and like oh th thank you <laughs> pick you up and start carrying you around the store <laughs> yeah like a baby yeah giving my tum tum little kisses yeah it's a little bougie baby with a tum tum <laughs> <laughs> is that a new character that you are going to perform yeah <laughs> i think so let's try it out at moving arts <laughs> uh performing <laughs> it's something that uh 
people don't really do anymore. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, not do it on on the zooms. And I'm still. I, I, I said it at the start of all this shit. I have still yet to watch a single Zoom performance of like I watched one. Uh, I watched Ron Funches do a stand-up show, and it's funny because it's Ron Funches, but it's even then still a little awkward. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, even like like you and I have talked off mic about this, but mm. the. Um, I mean, it was different when Saturday Night Live was performing in their homes. Right, yeah. But now that they're back in the studio, but they obviously can't pack the seats. Right. And they only seem to give seats to healthcare workers, or maybe that was just the first episode, I don't know. Yeah. But regardless, uh, either they aren't... uh, pointing mics at the audience as much anymore <laughs> or this the audience just does not want to laugh at most no. things they're not in the uh, mood <laughs> yeah uh there's i can't imagine doing it over zoom no i thought you were gonna say you can't imagine <laughs> performing comedy for people who aren't laughing i'm like i don't think you have to imagine. i don't have to imagine that i <laughs> I'm well versed in that. You know, every like stand up tells stories of like, oh yeah, when I started I bombed a million times and then you just get used to people not liking your stuff or not liking you and I'm like, nah, I never got used to that and I no. quit instead. I, <laughs> yeah. I think we're in the majority of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. I don't like to not be liked. No, me neither. And I, um, you know, get some sort of toxic competitive nature going in some of these shows that we would go to because I'd see people laugh at other things uh, in other sets where I'm like, this is not funny. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I'm glad that (laughs) I, uh, these people didn't find our stuff funny if this is what they find humorous, but at the same time, like I got to find my people. It's the audience's fault. It's always <laughs> exclusively I mean, the audience's fault. In some of those shows it is because, <laughs> uh, you know, we're talking about our improv shows here oh, yeah. and, uh, Hey, I wanted to do an episode where we had the entire improv team on, yeah. but Evan said it would be, too much of a nightmare would be to maybe unlistenable voices. <laughs> but I, as somebody Eight who people. wouldn't have had to do the work, <laughs> thought it was a good idea. Um, anyway, <laughs> the point is, um, you know, we would have, you know, te- each team would go up and do a set. Yeah. Um, and often the rest of the audience are the other teams. And often at these shows, our team would you know give those courtesy laughs and yeah <laughs> no other teams would do that for us <laughs> yeah that's uh it's weird to find like how rare that is i know outside of our group that's just like a handful of people i know that would always if we had them at their show they'd always give us a little courtesy laughs so like 
that goes so fucking long. <laughs> I yeah. just need, I just need a modicum of confidence, not eighty yeah. percent confidence. I need like one percent confidence <laughs> to carry on, and I don't have it when I'm standing on a stage. Uh, but we gotta, we gotta roll back. We gotta roll way the fuck back. Oh, we, we always do. We we caught fire immediately. <laughs> with the idea of an eight-person Zoom podcast. <laughs> and hey, if I'm wrong and you guys want to hear that, <laughs> let me know. But I'll tell you, some of the people who used to be in our improv group, uh, or they've all been guests, and yeah. hey, guess what? We're all very fucking talkative. <laughs> and I think we're going to talk over each other a lot. So tell us if you want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> but we're, we're rolling back, rolling back, rolling back to, guess when? Childhood. Wow. We're a couple of little bougie babies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we're thrown upon the stage, uh, treading the boards in our diapers. <laughs> Now, that's not true for me. Uh, (laughs) Were you, as a child, like, you know how, like, now as an adult, you'll see some kids and not necessarily go like, oh, they're going to be an actor or a comedian. But you could tell, like, some kids just have a, like, I like attention and I want to make people laugh and I energy and shit like that. Were you at all that type of a kid? No, not until um, maybe like fourth grade. Like it wasn't in the early childhood times. I think I wanted to be nice and I wanted to be quiet. Those were like the two (laughs) things I strove for. Uh, And shockingly... That makes you a great target for people uh, who want to assert their dominance <laughs> and just beat you down. I'm so then I think it became quiet. like, oh, I should be funny. <laughs> uh, and there would be like skits and things in those classes. Once you get to a certain point in school, you'd have to do skits and things. Uh, and I always enjoyed doing that. Yeah. Um, because I, and I think we've talked about this, but I would always enjoy putting like a little bit more effort into those presentations instead of like, there are plenty of people who hate performing. There are plenty of people who just in those situations give the most wooden performances. (laughs) That was not me. In fact, it became that that was in school performing in those skits and those class projects things like that would be the time where i would come alive and people would be like Ah. what the fuck this guy's normally so quiet in the back yeah that was i didn't know he could project yeah Uh, uh, yeah that so uh, yeah i'm gonna take that question on myself now thank you (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) like i similar i I don't. I might have to ask my parents a little bit more, but I feel like when I was very, very young, similar. But then I definitely got to be. I was always shy around other people, but like yeah. in home life, family life, and with friends, 
I was very like, well, <laughs> take my shirt off, dance around. I'm pretending <laughs> to be an old man. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> laugh at me. Um, and I definitely would not bring that energy to school <laughs> because that's a scary prospect. But I remember, I don't know if it was the first, yeah, I, this logs in my memory is like the first time I, like, exposed that side of myself, not my chest. <laughs> I said I took my shirt off. <laughs> yeah, you had been exposing a lot of other sides of yourself. Yes. But the chest was just for you. Back. <laughs> that um, tum-tum. We were reading. We were learning to read. <laughs> no, I think we were a little older than that. We knew how to read. Uh, but we were... Do you remember... The Mouse on the Motorcycle? Is it a Beverly Cleary book? Maybe? Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Is that I what it's do called? Remember mouse, that. mouse. I don't remember. I don't know if that's what it's called, but I know exactly what you're mouse, talking about. And the mouse has a motorcycle, and for some fucking reason, this motorcycle yeah. works. <laughs> when you give a mouse a motorcycle, <laughs> when you give a mouse a motorcycle, uh, he learns how to ride it, and he has a tiny little helmet, and is cute. Uh, so we're going around reading this aloud, similar to the time I, uh, feigned knowing how to pronounce the word, uh, colonel (laughs) as colonel, uh, but much younger than that. Not much. A little bit. Is this story going on too long? (laughs) (laughs) But it came time for me to read. And guess what? In this period of the book, or this point in the book... That mouse talks. I forgot that. If you've never read the book, this is a talking mouse. And I was like, I didn't even think twice about it. I just started talking like this. I'm a mouse. I ride a motorcycle. Woo-hoo. And everyone was like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And I immediately felt so fucking awkward. Did not at all like the attention. And that day going home on the bus, a guy was sitting next to me and was like, do the voice again. I loved your performance. I loved your performance. Do the voice again. (laughs) He's like, yeah, do it again. It's like the... Uh, that Will Ferrell movie that just came out. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> that was my experience, and I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, you were like, hey, I want to focus on my new stuff. And yeah. And like, no, do the mouse voice. I don't want to do the mouse voice anymore. That uh, kid sitting <laughs> next to me eventually anymore. was the guy who was chasing me around the playground, punching me in the stomach. <laughs> so that was our relationship. Good friend. <laughs> Good friends. But, uh, yeah, I, I think from that point to this day, I've never gotten past the fact that, like, like I've got it in me. There's something in me that wants to come out. I want to make people laugh. I want to perform music for people. But I've never not felt super uncomfortable and awkward and embarrassed. Uh, I don't like attention. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm more comfortable with it than you are. Yeah. Because I think, like, performing generally is, like, the only time I do want attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, if people just kind of 
were giving me attention and I hadn't done anything performance based, uh, not necessarily on a stage, but even just like in a in a meeting or something. Yeah. If like, oh, wow. He had that funny joke. Then I'd be like, yeah, I'm OK with attention. But if it's just like out of who I am as a person, no, thanks. Pass. <laughs> Uncomfortable. <laughs> I get that. That's a funny sentence, though. <laughs> it's so hard to feel that way because it's like I know I've said this on previous episodes, but it's like no, I do, I I do all of it for compliments. But the second you compliment me, I'm like, get the fuck away from me! I hate this, <laughs> and I don't know why my body reacts that way. <laughs> And then, like in hindsight, later that night, I'll be going to bed and be like, "Oh, that was nice. <laughs> that was very, very nice of them to say that." Ugh, I don't know. I don't like it. I mean, I think we've had an episode where we talked about receiving, giving, and receiving compliments. Yes, I yeah. Very rarely know what to do, like after <laughs> a performance when somebody gives a compliment, and I'll say, "Oh, thank you." Yeah. And then they just kind of look at you. And you're like, um, I mean, you didn't perform, so like, I don't know what. To... <coughs> like, yay, you did a great job sitting in that seat, <laughs> not looking at your phone. <laughs> hey, that's uh, praiseworthy, right there. I mean, unfortunately, yeah, it has gotten to that point where that is praiseworthy. But <laughs> I just like, there's always that awkward moment after someone's given a compliment, you've accepted the compliment. I've uh, I've done I've done it I've done that before and I don't like it where yeah someone will just be like oh you were great and I'll just say thanks and then I'll leave <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately think like that probably came off as fucking rude <laughs> but like I've been there I think I mean the thing to do in that specific situation would probably just to be like oh thanks for coming yeah, or, yeah. Uh, but I think the because I'm just now realizing that wait because you were saying that and I'm realizing that like I don't like like the only even though I also get uncomfortable with this the only situation where I do strive for compliments and want them desperately uh is work in work related things if I'm doing a lot of work on a website or a video or a presentation or whatever and people compliment me on that i love it i need it and i immediately put that in the box of that's good <laughs> but anything related to like my art <laughs> is that's a fucking nightmare i don't want to talk about it uh yeah we're we're entirely just slipping back into receiving compliments but like it's i think a lot of it is centered back on the fact that we have low self-esteem <laughs> because my honest reaction would be like no it's not it's not good i did bad well okay there are definitely moments where i have felt like that is what needs to be said um <laughs> Uh, to me but there have also been times where like I feel like no one's acknowledging how good I was <laughs> you know <laughs> so I think it depends on the performance a little bit the 
the reaction in either direction that I would take. That's the, yeah, that's the thing. Nobody, nobody knows, but as well as you do, how it's going for you in your, which is kind of not true, but like it to you in you, <laughs> you know how it's going for you and you're feeling all these things and you're going like, ah, this sucks. Uh, and then what they probably saw was like, oh, you made me laugh a few times. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they say that, um, you know, you are your own worst critic, which is like kind of true, but not not really. It, whoever came up with that line has never uploaded a video to YouTube. Because <laughs> there are plenty of people just dying to be your worst critic. <laughs> Uh, I'm taking applications uh, for uh, for critics. I could use to be brought down a few pegs. <laughs> uh, going a little a little older now. I'm uh, remembering the first time because I, I when I was a kid I did like choir e things. I remember being in, everyone had to take music class, and there was a point that the music teacher was putting together a choir for a performance, and then we're talking like, uh, second, third grade, like kids, you know, we're children, yeah. <laughs> and that was the first time I ever kind of feel like... I get I I got the impression that like oh I can sing and I can I have good pitch I can copy a note and realizing that other people can't do that <laughs> and the teacher was like super impressed with me and I was like oh oh, oh my <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in that choir we sang uh is it, do you love me do you love me do you, do love, you love me, me? and all the guys uh, we have white shirts uh with combs and shades and our hair slicked back and our sleeves rolled up and like that ruled <laughs> <laughs> as a kid in that choir performance i remember fucking waiting like, this audience doesn't know what's about to hit them. Oh my <laughs> fucking god, we are about to crush them with the shades. <laughs> and do you love me? And we did. <laughs> and I think that is the performance level I've been striving for my entire life. When people don't know how high my expectations are, they're like, that's it. I've always just wanted to step back up, back out on stage with sunglasses and a white shirt with the sleeves rolled up, comb my luscious hair back, and sing <laughs> Do You Love Me, and do the mashed potato. <laughs> and I'll never get back there again. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I mean, it would have been great if you had initiated a bunch of improv scenes <laughs> just doing that. <laughs> That's almost a funny, stupid, like, bit show. It's like, I'm just gonna do this wildly specific thing on random improv teams, and they can do with it what they will, and see the different places that scene could go. <laughs> yeah, you always show up in that, like, in that uniform, you know, in yeah. that white shirt with the shades and the comb and everything. 
And you ask for a word from the audience, and no matter what the word is, you're like, that reminds me of the time I was in third grade, and we did a <laughs> choir performance. Do you guys know the song, Do You Love Me? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we, we've, both, we've both seen some people who do that. It's just like, man, yeah. every, every time we get up here, you're just telling the same type of story because you really have this one fucking thing you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, funny uh but yeah so i know you clearly we've talked about it you were a performer the, the high school years and previous but uh like what was that uh, i don't know what was that like first moment for you where you're like what was your shades and white t-shirt moment where you you first were like i'm performing and it feels nice <laughs> Um, you know, it's probably, I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous episode or not, but I, it's probably around that elementary school time, um, where we were doing some sort of class skit to learn about history or something. I don't know. I don't even remember what the skit was. (laughs) I just remember we had props. Um, and I think we were like, somebody was you know, in charge. And then a bunch of us were like farmers. And so they Sounds were like a pretty funny sketch so far. <laughs> yeah. Whoever it was. So we all had the, like the like wheat yeah. uh, things in our mouth. Great comedy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that I was kind of doing like a, a voice too, but it wasn't until like normally in the in the skit the person who was in charge had to go and like yank the wheat out of everybody's (laughs) mouth and that was supposed to be like the joke and um like on stage not rehearsed i decided i'm gonna clamp down on this wheat thing (laughs) and make them forcibly take it from me (laughs) and it got a big laugh And I think that was the moment that I was like, I am God's gift to comedy. <laughs> like, I got it, baby. I've got instincts you wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that both of our origin stories involved props. <laughs> props and costumes. It's the key. <laughs> that's that's why we uh, don't have much desire to go back to improv. Because <clears throat> yeah. uh, you don't get those props. Back to improv. No props. No costumes. <laughs> <laughs> well, am I just supposed to do some funny makeup ups? I don't think so. Uh, I, I, I promised forever ago I was going to tell a few stories about my time. My time in various bands when I was a teenager. Uh, And I think it's just because, like, I got a decent amount of (laughs) pretty stupid stories from that time period. And I was, like, holding them. But now that we're here, I'm like, yeah, I I probably could have told these before. (laughs) But but here we are. I know I told one before, I believe, right? And I think in one of the Christmas episodes, I told my story about me and my friend performing uh, music. And then the the Christmas carolers came in and played us off. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was fucking awkward. Uh, A lot of it. So when I was in a band, uh, I was in 
three different bands uh, between the ages of like 15 and 20 and all in the rock genre two of them more like metal and so in that world there is a a level of <laughs> cool quote unquote that you should be you know what i mean like it's a genre of music where you can't be funny <laughs> nobody wants that <laughs> You have to be serious, and you have to look cool doing what you do. And sometimes, that goes haywire. Uh, because it turns out you're not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one time, uh, I remember being on stage. Sometimes, sometimes shit, just, just the universe just takes over. When we were on stage, we're playing a show, I just did a little song. My fucking our guitarist's guitar snapped in half, <laughs> which is not supposed to happen. <laughs> he didn't break it. No, he didn't not intentionally. The stage. He was just playing it, and it just snapped. But... Okay, he rocked we're, too hard. We're done now. <laughs> Go- goodbye. It's uh, it's just it's very uncomfortable. To like, well, there's no way around this. We now have to just awkwardly walk off stage. There's a lot of awkwardly walking off stage in music. At least with improv, you get applause no matter what. You know? If you're playing music and people aren't into it, they're so much less forgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I remember in particular one time at that same venue, this fucking band, they were the worst. We just despised playing with them, but we had to play with them so many times. And they were the ultimate, like, oh, we gotta look so fucking cool. And this guy at the end of, like, their second song takes his guitar off, puts it on the stage, and he lights it on fire. <laughs> and then one of the other bandmates takes a fire extinguisher puts it out and then is spraying the fire extinguisher in the crowd and then the building had to be evacuated (laughs) (laughs) the least cool way to end a show is like well you ruined the night for everyone (laughs) thanks cool guys (laughs) it sucked yeah I don't know I don't recommend it it's a similar similar draw. Uh, it's very similar to improv in a lot of ways, uh, except more playing at fairgrounds. It's not a lot of improv at fairgrounds. You're missing out on a, a unique audience there, uh, trying to play heavy metal to people who just want to ride the tilt-a-whirl with corn I don't know, because there's, there's improv in strange places, <laughs> uh, places that you wouldn't think there should be improv. <laughs> That's true. I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> yeah. Improv everywhere. No, thank you. Improv no. somewhere specific, preferably an improv stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that we've mentioned, you know, that we did a performance in like a vegan restaurant. Yeah, that was um, fucking weird. Uh, around some people who wanted to see the show but around more people who did not want to see the show. Absolutely. They wanted their food. I think, you know, going back to my outrage 
at other people's performances. It drives me crazy when a show uh, either on camera or off camera, they're big like, oh boy, you've never seen anything this funny is when two presumably straight men have set themselves up to possibly have to kiss. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so painfully unfunny to me. Yeah. It's, uh, but the audience eats it up every time. It's kind of, yeah, that, I, it's all tropes, because I think that's the same thing with trying to be cool and music yeah. and shit like that, is like fucking burning your guitar, that's straight out of, that's Jimi Hendrix, <laughs> did that, uh, and other people did it fucking a million more times. And the same with that, where it's like, I think we've talked before about that, like, yeah, it's kind of just like the comedy we grew up with, with like, uh, kids in the hall, like, ah, we're all dressed as women, because dressing as, men dressing as women, that's another one, <laughs> which, oh, yeah. it's like, hey, don't get me wrong, sometimes, uh, it'll, it'll get a laugh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, it was so fucking prominent in the 90s, that it's like, at this point, it's like, oh, that's, that's the joke of your sketch. <laughs> okay. Cool. Edgy. <laughs> I, I just think like there are just so in music and in comedy, there's so many fucking just like ding, you know, hit the bingo card. Ah, that's a a joke we recognize. We'll all laugh <laughs> at it. Ha ha ha. Yeah, it gets annoying, but this is the other side of perform. Like you said, being like toxically competitive or jealous of things is like, yeah, performing makes me very judgy of other people's shit. It's like, yeah, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. Why do I care as much as I do? Yeah, I for a while I like really enjoyed performing. I think that was through like most of my school years Mm -hmm. i like really enjoyed it college i didn't get to do it as often but when i did i was like yeah this is still fun and then at some point i think it was probably you know not to get into another los angeles conversation Mm -hmm. but i think it was once i moved out here and i started performing again i was like i don't know if i like this as much yeah and i don't know I have theories as to why that could be, um, but I don't know for sure. <clears throat> I've definitely gotten in my head a lot more. Totally. And I think that it's, there's getting in your head, which is the absolute worst thing you can do Ugh, yeah. uh, as a performer, uh, second guessing everything mm-hmm. and not acting on your instincts. And then there's, performing with other people who are taking it who are not at the same level of um taking things as seriously as you want or as not seriously as you want um i mean in this particular instance i think the people taking it much more seriously than i would have yeah uh were uh detrimental but i can see also if I was performing with a bunch of people who could not have cared less, <laughs> right? <laughs> then I'd also be frustrated. So it goes both ways. 
Yeah. Sorry, my phone. There's a middle ground that I I want to thrive in. Well, that yeah, that's always kind of been my thing, and it's uh, that middle ground is very difficult to find. Um, because yeah, I mean, at least as far as improv goes, like I. I don't know. I, I've said a few times, like, ah, I'm, I think I'm done with it. Uh, but it's still, like, it's in me. I, I do enjoy it on some level. Uh, it can be very, very fun. And those few moments where it goes very well are so fucking rewarding. <laughs> it, it's so much fun. But uh, I don't know. So that, that actually leads me to another thing I was going to say. I don't remember if I told you this yet i might have mentioned it off the podcast possibly i mentioned it on uh, you be the judge <laughs> jury and execution uh, yes wow <laughs> that's a, we brought it back folks we brought it back to <laughs> like 95 episodes ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a that's a poll um so you'll remember uh, there was a period in time when we were in our improv group together. Uh, there was one performance in particular and then like several practices afterwards where my arms started falling asleep. Uh, yes. Do you remember me mentioning that to you? I do, yeah. So have I, have I told you this yet? <laughs> Probably, yeah. But I don't remember if it was on mic or off okay. mic. So, yeah. So basically... I would be performing. The first time I noticed it, I was doing a scene with our former guest, uh, Louise, and uh, we were, like, jumping up and down, and, like, yes. I s immediately, like, my arms fell asleep. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> that doesn't seem normal. So I, I started, because there was, like, physical activity with it, I'm like, oh, is it, like, my heart or something? And so I started getting really worried about myself physically. And I went to the doctor, and they're like, now you're fine. And then there were, like, several practices afterwards that also happened, but not with physical. There, I would just be, like, sitting on the back line, and my arms would fall asleep. <laughs> that... It would be one thing if it was just, like, one arm, but the fact that, like, each time both arms are falling asleep. So now, years later, uh, I came across an article saying that some people experience panic attacks that way. That a panic attack can manifest through your limbs falling asleep. And I, th it made me realize, like, I think I was having panic attacks, like... Every time we performed, <laughs> which makes me go like, is that, <laughs> is that worthwhile? Even if I kind of enjoy it. Like, I know there's the argument of like, yeah, you got to fight through it. But if I'm actually having panic attacks on stage, isn't that kind of bad? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you had not told me that part of yeah! the story. Uh, you had just told me about the, the arms falling asleep. Um... So we have no choice but to stand new information. Um, I, uh, no choice. <laughs> no choice. Yeah, I I mean, I wasn't having panic attacks, but I was definitely leaving yeah. most shows and practices feeling way worse than when I went in. Um, yeah. And at some point, it's like, hey, is it still worth it for me to feel this way <laughs> and force myself to feel this way yeah. one or more times a week? Yeah. Um, 
but it was every time I'd be like, oh man, I can't wait for practice or, yeah. or I can't wait for this show this week. And then we would do those things and I'd be like, well, I hate myself. <laughs> uh, I'm the worst. And here I thought I needed practice hating myself. <laughs> I'm a pro. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't... It's that. This is why improv is such a tough thing for me because I'm like I don't even know that I had that level of positivity. Not not positivity. That's not true because I always did have that. I I wasn't going into shows going I'm gonna suck, but I was going into shows going like I'm gonna fucking panic. I'm gonna like I'm gonna be very stressed. I might shit my pants on stage because <laughs> I have a colitis flare-up <laughs> because of my anxiety. And so, like, genuinely, before every show at a certain point, I started doing uh, the Calm app. Uh, I would just sit in my car and do Calm meditations beforehand because I'm like, I'm freaking the fuck out. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just that doesn't feel like an environment to have fun in. <laughs> yeah, I had the opposite, I think, where instead of expecting the worst, I kept setting the bar way yeah. too high for myself. Uh, it'd be like this I gotta bring the house down every show, and then of course, every show I'd say like three <laughs> words in, in each. 15 minutes set right so it's uh never really worked out that way I mean, shit. but I, I always was trying to do too much that was it for me for a long time it's the hardest i don't know now this is just i mean maybe there's just a separate episode all about improv at some point because we, obviously we could talk endlessly with six about other it. guests with six other guests <laughs> again tell us if you want to hear that <laughs> madness here's the thing i would well yeah, I was going to say I would be willing to do it in person, but then we would need more microphones and I don't want to buy that many microphones. <laughs> People got to share. We got to wait till COVID's over so we can all get all close to these mics. Oh, on those mics. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that was a big thing with me for a while was just like knowing ahead i was having anxiety of like am i going to participate at all because i had i think you and i both had shows where we didn't do anything <laughs> i know yeah, i definitely sure. have had a few and it it feels awful because it's like for people that don't do improv like it's such a team sport uh and it's such a thing of like we're all here supporting each other i've got your back i got your back and when you just stand on the back line and like 20 minutes pass by and then it's over you didn't edit you didn't do anything you didn't do the bare minimum uh and i would always fucking panic and just worry that that was gonna happen i don't know i don't think i'm made for improv i think i'm made for podcasting <laughs> this is my <laughs> ultimate form of performance nobody's watching except you and i think i can trust you <laughs> <laughs> oh well, i've been live streaming my screen share oh, so. no. um yeah i think that improv is not for me in terms of the type of improv we were doing i think improvising maybe I, okay it's not i think improv is not for me yeah but i think ad-libbing is for me yeah of like adding on to something that's structured and scripted uh, 
Yeah. And then getting getting to be a little loose and loosey goosey with it. Yeah. I think that's for me. <laughs> Which is kind. Of, I mean, that's kind of like being in a writer's room. You know, that's what uh, yeah. I was doing, taking the sketch classes, and it feels nice. <laughs> there, I would always kind of walk away feeling helpful. Like, I helped. Yeah. But I helped because I was able to stop and think about this for a while and go, why? Every time... <laughs> no, 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 this just is the improv episode. We're going to get off improv after this. But, like, every time... <laughs> I, I, I just get to a point where I think, like, I think other people are just, like, quicker thinkers than I am. I'm a himbo. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting into every episode now. <laughs> but, like, you always hear, like, okay, so they just said to you, like... Hey, you know, the the farm's gonna close. You gotta collect all that hay. Now, you gotta think, like, all right, what is he telling you? Based off what he says, what is your relationship? And I'm like, I'm given this much time to respond. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> thinking about that. I just hear farm, farm close. And I go, that bad. <laughs> and then that's what I say out loud. <laughs> and then everybody hates me. <laughs> <laughs> and i don't have a prop i don't have wheat in my mouth that i can clench my teeth onto it's a fucking nightmare <sighs> yeah anywho did we uh did we want <laughs> to do we talked about doing some flash impressions <laughs> yeah speaking of not being able to have much time to think about yeah, things. Yeah, I had a, I had the thought we should. So this, it hasn't been as much of a thing in episodes lately. So if you're new, <laughs> sorry, we haven't been doing as many stupid impressions. <laughs> yeah, it has been a it's while. It's been a while, but there, there was a. It's time. been a while. Wow. Those are two impressions right there. Aaron. <laughs> From Stain. I was trying to remember that guy's name. I, I can't think of his oh. name. Aaron Lewis. Um, we, yeah, we used to just do a lot of stupid impressions for each other. And we were like, ah, it's a performing episode. What if we did that? And we just threw out a bunch. Uh, and I'm like, I think it's only going to work if we put a limit on it of like, you've got five seconds to do it. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise we're just gonna sit and think about it and be like i can't do that because uh, there's somebody i don't know there's somebody that are hard the one that keeps popping into my head is uh well how do we want to do this is there a famous person generator yeah <laughs> uh, you know what uh, let me look it up right now or we um, could just throw them to each other let me uh ask you this while i do that um okay. Do you, we've kind of touched on this a little bit, I guess, but what are your nerves like in regards to performing? Is it strictly, like you were saying with, we talked about your improv yeah. worries, but is that true of any type of performance that you get super nervous beforehand? Yeah, it's a different thing, though. Like like I say endlessly, hey, I'm a fucking brilliant musician <laughs> i love talking myself up i'm fine but like that's i'm so much more like again like i i did improv for three years i've been playing music for like 20 years i think <laughs> so i'm significantly more confident with that so there isn't the like i'm gonna suck 
but it is like still same amount of anxiety of just like I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't, and that's where like when I was in a band, I uh, outside of the, my last one, I always played the bass and did not sing, and that's a very comfortable place for me to be. I mean, put me in the back next to the drummer. Uh, the low end people who are into the bass will be looking at me and giving me compliments afterwards about what a good fucking bassist I am. And that's the compliment I want, <laughs> but I don't have shit for stage presence, uh, which is another whole nother part of trying to be cool. It's like, yeah. Oh, banging my head and shit. Nah, I just, I'm a statue. <laughs> uh, I would say that for my nerves, I got them way more in improv because most of my other performance stuff was like hosting yeah. or like public speaking or acting yeah. where I knew what I was going to be doing and need to do and when I would need to do it. Yeah, I would still get a little nervous, just like general, like, okay, here we go. That here type of nerve. <laughs> um, but then improv, it was like. Oh god! Towards the end, it got to be like, oh god, let's just get this over with. <laughs> but uh, but before that, it was it was, you know, it just would cons- almost consume me. I think because yeah. I always would feel better once I got the first laugh, but then sometimes that laugh doesn't come, and sometimes you don't put yourself out there yeah. to uh, be a part of it. Nope. So. <laughs> You get screwed that way. Yeah. Okay. We're we're back. <laughs> you didn't know we left. <laughs> but we did, and we talked about some shit. It was good. So we got our lists up. We're going to give each other an impression to do. You've got like, yeah, I'm going to say like five seconds, just as fast as possible. <laughs> Don't think too much about it. And I know I'm going to fail at that miserably. But we'll just do a few here to end. Just a fun little game uh, so we can perform for you. Uh, yes. Who's going first? Uh, uh, dealer's Choice. <laughs> All right, I, I've I've got one, and it's uh, I've got. It's, we're going to start a little easier. This is uh, if you know him. <laughs> this is a person. Yeah, that's the other thing I'm very worried about. Like, I'm trying to find someone obvious, but also like not somebody that everyone has a million impressions. Yeah. Of. So this is someone who people have a lot of impressions of. I'm just going to okay. start start you off on that. You ready? Fair enough. Yes. All right, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, well, uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> uh, here, let me refresh one more time on my end. Uh, <laughs> do you have a Winston Churchill <laughs> impression? <laughs> oh, that's the shit he said. I only have five seconds. Oh, oh get me my cigar. Oh, I forgot I'm British. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good <laughs> he's got some very he's got a very famous speech and i couldn't think of what it is uh all i know is like uh and this is probably bad that i know this this way but i really only remember like the trailer of gary oldman <laughs> playing him so it's darkest like... hour that's a good movie all right ready yes justin bieber <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, girl, I'm just trying to be the best man that I can be. Thank you. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. A little Michael Jackson. <laughs> a little Michael Jackson, a little Princey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go in a different direction oh. for you. Larry David. Uh, <laughs> so hard. Uh, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a uh, like a uh, famous voice. <laughs> I can't think how he talks right now. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be me that panicked. I love Larry David. <laughs> uh, this is I did the same thing I did it with Winston Churchill. It's that my mind wants to immediately go to like what's something famous they say, and then I get lost yeah. in that. This is what my brain does with improv. Is I can't just come out and say like hey i just came out and was like ah where's my cigar <laughs> i forgot i'm british sure that's fine that's fun <laughs> don't just like panic uh and so i was like what is that? Oh, pretty 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 good <laughs> yeah uh, but that's less fun uh that's my larry david impression <laughs> how'd i do <laughs> fantastic thank you you ready we should have played the Curb Your Enthusiasm music when bum, you were panicking. Bum, bum. <laughs> I can put it in. It's royalty free. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, well, you know, I loved being in Harry Potter, but I'm, I'm trying to do other things. So if we could talk about horns or um, <laughs> that other one I was in where I had guns stapled to my hands. Guns akimbo! <laughs> Everybody, I just want to talk about horns. <laughs> That's my new character. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe I never got over how little people talked about horns. <laughs> uh, how was it? How was that, that was one? great. I loved it. <laughs> uh, William Shatner. Okay. Uh, I feel like that's... The version everyone does. So, <laughs> take it back to Starfleet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. That's all I got was Shatner. Yeah, I mean, it was good, though. I mean, there's a reason everybody does it that way. It's, yeah. It's, that's how he sounds. That is how he does his thing. I don't know. I don't know how well you know this person, but uh, you're getting him. Dave Matthews. <laughs> oh no uh i've no idea what his speaking voice is like (laughs) hold the little ants are marching red and black antenna waving (laughs) that's my dave matthews impression (laughs) that's perfect Uh, well, let's go musician, uh, V musician, <coughs> Bruce Springsteen. Well, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, Sam Elliott. Uh, yeah, back in the mining town I grew up in, it's not really true, but I worked it on cars in a, a field of green. <laughs> With my girl Sandy, <laughs> we watch the fireworks together. <laughs> there, I found him. 
Nothing gets me quicker to Bruce than Sandy. <laughs> I thought you were just going to do the the opening to uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town again. <laughs> Y'all know what time it is? Y'all know what time it is? Uh, Phil, Dr. Phil. <laughs> he was the next one I was going to give you. <laughs> All right, dueling Dr. Phil's. <laughs> well, <laughs> you see, <laughs> he's Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> you see, the problem with you is you're a little jerk. You're not very nice. <laughs> That's what Now, what are you doing? Hey. Can't you see how that might make your mom feel? We're not here talking about your mom. <laughs> My mom. We're talking about you and your addiction problems. Your addiction problems. To yourself. That's pretty good. What you got there? <laughs> I, I, I need a minute to slide in. <laughs> he started like Kermit. <laughs> All right. Did we do it? <laughs> Did we do it? I don't fucking know. I had fun. What have we learned? Uh, I think what i've learned which i i is kind of what i've been spending all of the the 2020 times into 2021 just thinking about is like i don't know that on a base level performing is for everyone and especially in la i think a lot of people force themselves into performing uh yeah this city fucking just does that to you and i don't know I'm still at a crossroads of, of it where it's like I do obviously enjoy playing music and doing comedy stuff and I want to get better at both always but like on a health level <laughs> how healthy is it to go out and just have a panic attack every night when you <laughs> don't have to do that <laughs> yeah so I don't know uh 80% confidence uh yeah I'd say, I'd say, you know, stick to the old, uh, what they tell you in improv, and that is to just get out there and do it. But I think there is that level of, like, if this doesn't work for you at all, if you did it like I did, you do it for three years, and you're still freaking the fuck out, <laughs> it might just not be for you, and that's okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I learned. You learn anything? Yeah, I mean, I agree with uh, everything you said. I think you know that there is just because you like one type of performing doesn't mean you're gonna like all types of performing um and it's all about finding uh what you like to do true uh 80 confidence uh don't be an asshole those are our two standbys they always apply yeah i don't know but then on the other hand i i think everyone should try it <laughs> it's fun being an asshole <laughs> yeah oh. try being an asshole <laughs> ah, try performing in some capacity if you're just yeah, yeah. A, a person that's uh you've never done anything like that eh, try it out just as a hobby just you you'll find some shit out about yourself <laughs> and that's always a positive yeah i think that's true you will always uh find something out now that wasn't uh, advice for didn't know immediately before. right now because don't go out and perform places. <laughs> I don't know. There's not going to be much of an audience, no. so good safety. That's true. <laughs> um, 
if you liked this podcast and we hope if you, you want to tell evan that you want to see that eight person zoom call <laughs> the way to do that is to find this podcast on spotify on apple podcasts on amazon music anywhere that you get your podcasts you can rate review comment subscribe all these wonderful things to uh let you know to let us know rather uh how you're enjoying this show uh you can also reach out to us on twitter at how do we human pod you can also follow us on instagram at how do we human uh evan is there anything else you'd like to plug yeah there's something i was working on uh although uh, first i would i would like to shout out hey a lot of support for nick nolte <laughs> in, in our comment section <laughs> in our sexiest man bracket uh yeah. and i'm here for it uh essentially nobody in the comment section remotely agreed with anything we said <laughs> uh, which is my experience with comment sections period <laughs> So if you want to let us know how much you disagree <laughs> with what we did, there are ways to go about it. Absolutely. Don't just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Unless it's too mean. Oh, yeah. We don't need that. Uh, but what I've been thinking about lately is, you know, we did a whole episode on, quote unquote, bad food. Food you food that's not for you. Things you don't like. I don't like onions. I don't like mustard. Get that shit out of here. Ah, this is me performing. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? Get in the character. <clears throat> you, you get that shit out of here! I told you I don't like onions and I don't like mustard. I want a plain brat. Why are you doing this to me, Martha? <laughs> How was it? Uh, that was that was pretty good. That was Batman v Superman v Evan, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Your mom's name's Martha. <laughs> when you got a food you don't like like that, but you're 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 you know other people are like, hey, I do like that food, and it, you know it just comes up over and over again. It's like, oh, here I am again with a pizza with onions on it. God damn it! Well, you can't change the taste of that, you know, because then the other people are upset. They're like, no, I like the taste of it. So there's no nothing doing there. But I started thinking of the other senses. I'm like, what if instead of worrying about how much I dislike the flavor of onions, I masked it with other senses? What if food you don't like sounds like something you do like? Go on. What if mustard sounded like a skateboard? <laughs> <laughs> then there's a little positive uh, connection uh, between mustard and something you enjoy. Like, we all I enjoy I do remember you quite enjoying skateboarding in your teenage years. That, in particular, uh, <laughs> that period of my life when I was a teen is when I enjoyed skateboarding the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that checks out, for sure. Oh, uh, I don't know. What's something? What's something you like? Uh, so are you saying, like, when it comes out of the bottle... Every, every part of it. It sounds like a skateboarder, like... Dropping into a ramp. on them rails. <laughs> That's when you're you're putting the mustard on the hot dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that it. sounds like it's grinding on a rail. And even when you take a bite, it just sounds like a sick kickflip. <laughs> uh, and then you might get yourself to kind of start liking mustard. Yeah, okay. You know, 
What if yeah. food you didn't like sounded like things you do like? Uh, this is just an idea I had. I don't have a company or anything behind it. I've gotten in a lot of debt uh, starting all these companies. Uh, yeah. So I'm just throwing this idea out there. This is for you. You, you in the okay, comment section. Uh, do something with that. Give me mustard that <laughs> sounds like a skateboard. <laughs> what do you got going on? Uh, have you ever been in a situation where you have to go do something mm-hmm. and you don't want to do it? Oh, yeah. Maybe you have to go to uh, a family reunion that you don't want to go to, or you have to go to a funeral that you don't want to go to, True. or you have to uh, go to your office so that you can uh, help out all the people in your state. But you just want to get away. Yeah. Uh, I am now uh, uh, creating a new private jet mm. uh, company Whoa. where, hey, we'll take you to all sorts of wonderful tropical locations and you won't have to be in the airport <gasps> where other people can see you because it's not that you uh, took a trip that you shouldn't have <sighs> and would look bad. It's that you got caught. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. No more having to <laughs> create uh, flimsy excuses that can easily uh, be poked, <laughs> can easily have holes poked through them. Oh, try and blame it on your kids. Yeah. Not anymore. No, no, no. Just take this private jet and in, and soak in those sweet, sweet rays while people around you are suffering. <laughs> it's a good way to get around. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a good way to get cruising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> For the last impression, this is a random one. Uh, how is Senator Ted Cruz? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be a good dad. Uh, I just want to be a good dad. <laughs> <laughs> What's so wrong about me going to Cancun? Why does my voice sound like this? (laughs) (laughs) I got a cold. Sorry, bro. That's you now. (laughs) Take a long look in the mirror. (laughs) Shave that beard. (laughs) Um. Uh, Okay. Hmm. Well... Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>